Welcome to the Culture Wise Podcast, where God's good news meets the Latter-day Saints with wisdom and grace. Here, we aim to discuss topics relating to how followers of Jesus can more effectively reach the Latter-day Saints in their relational networks. My name is Daniel Shugart, and I'm joined today by Ross Anderson and my wife, Kimberly Shugart. Kimberly has been involved in mentoring uh, people who are leaving Mormonism and are somewhere in that transition into following Jesus. And we're going to have some conversation with her today about her experience, what she's learned, uh, and how valuable mentoring really is for people in that specific life transition. But before we jump into that, uh, we want to make you aware of the Faith After Mormonism conference that is coming up this fall. Ross, what can you tell us about this upcoming conference? Well, the Faith After Mormonism conference, we think is a great event for people who are somewhere in their transition out of Mormonism and hopefully into a new kind of Christian faith following Jesus in a biblical manner. And at the conference, what we try to do is to provide some encouragement because there's a lot of emotional and challenging relational issues. We also try to provide some insight for people so that they kind of have some some kind of framework for how to move forward in this really difficult journey um, into faith in Christ after leaving a, a certain religious system. And so it's September 22nd and 23rd, and uh, we'll have the link. You can find out more at faithaftermormonism.org at the conference tab on that. We'll have that link in the notes below. Yeah, so if you are able to attend, we'd love to see you come out. If there are people that you know who are in a faith transition, kind of anywhere from the beginning of faith transition, leaving Mormonism, uh, even to those who are beginning to follow Jesus or uh, are are even uh, entering into a place where they're helping other people transition out of Mormonism into Christianity, this conference is a a very helpful tool um, for those audiences. And excitingly enough, uh, today's topic on the podcast of mentoring is something that we're really going to keep central in the Faith After Mormonism conference this fall. We're going to be talking a lot about uh, how we can experience mentoring and how we can be mentors to others. So we're really excited. We'll let you know as more information comes out about uh, the upcoming conference. But Kimberly, uh, I'd love for you to just share with our audience um, Tell, tell us a little bit about mentoring. How how did you first get involved in mentoring? How did it come across your plate? Yeah, um, thanks for having me today. So I, I mean, it's, it's part of being a part of Utah Advance. Like I'm on staff here and part of what we do is mentor people. So um, I didn't really have a lot of previous experience with it just kind of learn as you go. I learned a lot from Ross, learned a lot from just the training materials through Utah Advance and what we offer. Um, Some of it just from talking to people and hearing like, what's your experience been? And just gleaning little bits and pieces from, from all of that. But yeah, a lot of it is just kind of, you get thrown in and you learn sink or swim. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know your experience is really unique because you've gotten connected with people to mentor in several different ways. And I think it shows really the myriad of ways that mentoring can begin. Um, how, how did how have you gotten connected with um, some of your mentees? Yeah, through a variety of different ways. Um, some of them reach out to us through the website. And that's, I mean, that's an easy way to just 
you just respond and say yes. Like they, they usually come to you that way. Um, but I've also had people that I've just met in person. Um, obviously I live in Utah and there's a lot of people who are transitioning out of Mormonism. And as you strike up a conversation, um, there's a lot of opportunity there. So yeah, some, some that way. And others have just been like a, a phone call out of the blue. Someone who was connected to someone who heard about me or, you know, just word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Um, it's, it's very easy for um, people to hide who are in this faith transition where everything is changing about their life. And so one big challenge is how, how can people even connect with those who are transitioning out of Mormonism? And yes, you're right. Sometimes people will reach out to us um, through our, our website, faithaftermormonism.org, and ask for mentoring. Um, but then, of course, natural relationship lines can very easily lend themselves to uh, a mentoring relationship. What, it, what are some of the things that you learned when you first began mentoring or, or even recently? What are some of the things that you've learned about mentoring as you've done it? Yeah, um, I think there's a couple like analogies that are helpful. For me, I think about just like real life things that that everyone goes through. So I don't know, like think about, have you ever had just a neighbor come over and comes to your house and is like, hey, my, my basement's flooding. Will you come help me? I've seen that actually happen. Or like a neighbor comes over and this happened a few years back where we had a windstorm in our neighborhood and it blew down a bunch of trees and like someone, if someone comes to you and is like, Hey, my tree blew over. It's like crushing my house or it smashed my shed. And like, can you help? Those are real life things that, um, I just think, well, yeah, I'm going to drop everything and come help you. And that's kind of how I think of mentoring is like someone comes to me and says, Hey, like my whole world just came crashing down or everything I've ever known is, is changing. Will you help? And to me, that's, that's a, a sign of like drop everything and be there. Um, and that can actually be a really cool thing because it gives you an opportunity to walk with someone. Um, it's, it's like, I'm freely giving my time and attention to walk with them through this particular situation but in doing so, like I begin to take ownership of that and I'm really fully present in it. So like, like my neighbor who had all the trees fall down, um, like we're going to go find a chainsaw. We're going to go find help. We're going to go put on our clothes and get dirty and we're going to clean up that tree and help them fix their house until it's done. And and then you start to take ownership of that and you show up and it becomes this, like, I'm, I'm going to come straight after work and I'm going to meet you there and we're going to get this thing done because you matter. I love that analogy because like, I don't, I maybe own a chainsaw or I don't, maybe I've never used one or maybe I don't know how to deal with, um, you know, a tree that fell down or a flood of basement that flooded or whatever, but I'm going to learn how because somebody's in need. And so, so that helps me as a person who I'm open to mentoring people, but I don't maybe know how but I'm going to find out how, and I'm not going to just skip the opportunity. I mean, when it's so physical like that, it then it becomes so clear to us that we've got to do something. It's the spiritual realm and the a relational and emotional realm that goes with a transition out of Mormonism is not always as obvious as that. 
And so we don't always have like our antennas up, whatever. But I mean, I from my own life experience, I can just remember like how I wish I had had a mentor in retrospect when I first came out of Mormonism. And I came to faith in Jesus, but I didn't know what it was. I didn't know anything about it. And my friend at work, uh, she's the one who took me to the church where I first heard the gospel, and I, I you know, gave in to God that day and invited him in. And But she says, oh, you need to be followed up. You need some training and some, some what we would call mentoring or discipling today. And she said, so let's start a Bible study group. Uh, we were both at, a, at the same college campus. And she said, well, I said, okay, well, let's do it. Let's do a Friday afternoon, 2 o'clock, whatever. We'll just sit over on that, that little hill on the, on the campus green. And, and she says, oh, by the way, um, I need you to lead it. Because she had a conviction theologically that a woman shouldn't teach or train a man. She said, oh, guess what? You're going to lead it. So I had to kind of mentor myself. And thankfully, I had her saying, uh, you know, go do it. Um, and so she helped me in that sense to go like, oh, I better figure out what I'm going to do. But I didn't have a, a third party, someone to come alongside and say, oh, here's how you read the Bible. Oh, here's how you figure out what you ought to say. If you're going to lead a Bible study, you ought to say about the Bible. So I was just cruising, listening to Christian radio. And I th- hopefully it was trustworthy and coming up with topics um, because I didn't have somebody. I was going through this faith transition and I didn't have somebody who could put an arm around me and help me understand. And, and we didn't even talk about all the issues related to, oh, how do I navigate my family? I had a brother who was really angry at me. Or she, nobody talked to me about, oh, how do you figure out uh, where do you go for spiritual uh, life and training? Like, how do you find a church that's, that isn't like the one you just left? And so, um, amazingly, you know, God's at, God s- survived me, I guess, thank, thank God, but it sure would have been great during that time of transition to have somebody who would, even uh, someone imperfect, who would have said, hey, let's meet, let's talk about this, let's do this, let me ask you some good questions. Yeah, and I think it's also, like, in order for for you to mentor someone, in order for me to mentor someone, like, you really just have to be one step ahead, which sometimes means, like, I'm not the one in crisis, um, and that's that's all I've got is like I'm I'm not in crisis. You are, so let's figure this out. And I'm gonna. You came to me, so here we go. Yeah. So we've been kind of poking around this idea, but what even is mentoring? Um, uh, you know, there are, there are these buzzwords like mentoring, or um, people talk about discipling. Um, even life coaching is is a more modern term that I've heard. Uh, but but how do how do we understand what is what is mentoring actually accomplishing? I, I view mentoring just as coming alongside someone. So I see often um, just the power that isolation has that the enemy can use yeah. um, when you feel isolated or alone. And, and it's just no fun to be alone. Like that's a really hard space to be in. So with mentoring, I think just even the fact that your question of, hey, can someone help me is out there in the open loosens the grip of isolation and mm-hmm. um, any feelings of like hopelessness and despair. I think I've seen people fall back into old patterns. So if 
if you've identified like, wow, I don't think the LDS church is true, and then you don't have anyone to walk with you, I've seen those people just go back. And and even if it's not true, it's comfortable, it's familiar. Right. And I right. see that in other areas of life too, not just faith. Like any anyone who's walked through something really hard or really painful, sometimes um, even even addiction or something like that, like sometimes even though you know it's not best, you still go back to it because you're walking alone. So I think that the importance of mentoring is having someone else there to to come alongside, to hold you accountable, to to give you strength, even just to to face the hard things that are up ahead. Yeah, I've I've certainly heard that as well. So yeah, even even though people have, I've known people who have who have left Mormonism and have good reason to do so. They're angry, they're unhappy, they're they're really glad to leave behind Mormonism and move on. But still, they're tempted to go back on a Sunday. They're still tempted to kind of fit in with the family because there are these familiar comforts that they miss, uh, or they've they've gone to a new church and they just don't like the music because it's too contemporary, and they long for the music of the LDS church, even though they have no interest in returning, uh, but they miss components, and that, that's just an indication of the LDS identity is such a cultural thing, not just a set of beliefs that a person agrees or moves on from. Um, but this whole cultural journey is such a challenge. And, and like you said, it's so necessary to have people that can come alongside you in the whole culture shock, in the whole a new new identity understanding. Um, it's so valuable to have somebody walking alongside of you through that. Yeah, we, we genuinely need each other. And we were created for community. We weren't created to be alone. So there's no there's no shame in asking for mentoring. There's no shame in coming and asking for help or even as a mentor, like approaching someone and saying, hey, can I walk with you? I think I think that that's a beautiful thing because we weren't we weren't meant to do it alone. And Mm -hmm. you and you see the destructive nature just that takes place when when even even in my own life, when I've been left alone. Yeah, not everybody has the courage to ask for help. Um, But if we have the eyes to see people who need help, we might be able to offer it in gentleness and respect and sensitivity, uh, be able to offer support and help and to step in where there's obviously a need. Uh, what, What do these people need, Kimberly? What do people need when they're in a crisis like this? Well, it's funny you ask that because I have a vivid memory actually of um, one of the early on Faith After Mormonism conferences. Um, just in the middle of it, a woman stood up and just shouted and she's like, somebody point north. And I think that that's what mentoring is, is like if you're lost, I mean, if, if you've ever been lost in the middle of a forest and the sun is starting to go down and all you see is shadows, you have no idea where you are, you have no idea where to go, or if you've ever been in a crowd of people, all strangers, you don't know any of them, um, it can be really overwhelming and you don't know you don't know which way is north. Mm-hmm. And so I think part of our role as mentors is to take wherever somebody's at and point them to Jesus because... Like that's the direction north. How do you move forward? How do you get out of this? You go to the word, you pursue Jesus, you obey what he said and and follow that and it'll point you north. It'll get you out of the lost chaotic state. 
Yeah, we've really noticed that through through mentoring, people will kind of go through various different um, segments of their journey. And a lot of times people do begin in a, a crisis mode where they're experiencing something huge and loud and in their face. And it, it may not necessarily be the most important issue to deal with. There might be a lot of underlying factors that need to be addressed and taken care of, but it's this loud, in-your-face crisis issue that really needs to be dealt with. Kimberly, how have you seen um, people work through that? How have you helped people work through uh, crisis and and even more than that, gotten onto a, a path of forward movement, addressing things that are um, maybe more important underlying issues? Yeah, I think that ties into one of the first questions you asked, um, just like, how did you learn how to mentor? Like, what what do you do? Um, and And kind of in that sink or swim mentality is like, well, I don't know what questions are going to come at me at all. Like you can't really be prepared for that. But when a question comes up, you explore it together. And so if someone asks me something, then we're going to open the word and we're going to look in there. We're going to explore it together. We're going to investigate and try to answer it together. But maybe that actually just leads to another question. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes you're in this season of just a bunch of questions And even if you don't have a great answer, like maybe it leads to another question that then answers their question. But ultimately, like those are the things that are on their mind. Those are the the things that are pressing. And so those questions need to be addressed. But once they feel like their feet are on the ground again and they have a kind of a grasp of like what even is Christianity who am I? What am I doing? What is the purpose of life? Mm-hmm. All of those big, big looming questions that may be a hundred percent back, like in in the present view, because their whole faith system has come crashing down. After you get through some of that, then you can walk into little more specifics about like who is Jesus and what does He call us to, and then start walking down that path. So you kind of address the the chaos, address all the questions, and then start moving in a direction of following Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is the what is the north pointing arrow for mentors? Just just as mentees need someone to help them know which way is up, which way is north, where to go. Um, how do you structure um, where you are taking people as you mentor them? Yeah, I think that as a mentor. Um, I have to be personally abiding in Jesus and personally like spending time in the word. Yeah. And then that, that is the North arrow. Like I'll, they'll come to me with a question. I'll come to God with that question mm-hmm. and say like, okay, Lord, I don't know. Help. And and he's faithful. He always, he always pulls through and will lead you somewhere in his word or to someone else who has the answer. Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's really helpful to have, even as a mentor, to have maybe another mentor that you can talk to and ask them, maybe they've had the same question and they've already addressed it and they know. Yeah, I think that's really helpful. Just, it even brings us to humility, recognizing that uh, I'm not really capable. I don't have all the answers. I I actually need others around me. I need co-mentors. I need people that are pouring into my life to give me um, support in that. 
um, there's a community aspect even to to mentoring. Uh, often mentoring is just a one-on-one for the sake of some confidentiality and privacy and building deeper levels of trust. Um, but really, we, we need each other as we're mentoring those in, in spiritual crisis. I'm curious to hear more about your your personal journey with mentoring. Uh, as you got started, what, what were some fears that you had jumping into mentoring? Uh, or what questions were you unsure of at the beginning? Yeah, I think for sure the piece of I've not done this before and and currently I've been mentoring for about four years um, and there's still questions that I have and a lot of it just drives me to to the foot of the cross and be like okay Lord I don't know like I, I genuinely am not an expert mm-hmm. at any of this except there's sometimes that just one step ahead and like the fact that I'm not currently in faith crisis is like, that's, that's really all I have as being one step ahead. But as far as like a relationship with Jesus, I can point a mentee to him and say like, here's how I've seen him be faithful in my life. Mm -hmm. So let's, let's walk through that and watch him be faithful in your life. Mm -hmm. But some of the, um, like some of the fears, some of the questions definitely come from like, I don't know if I have all the answers and I don't know if I can actually address that in a way that makes sense. There's also been a little bit of, um, like personality differences where, where someone is very like analytical and I'm very much not. And so like, how do I communicate in a way that makes sense to them? Because they came to me. Mm-hmm. And if I send them to someone else, sometimes that's not actually the right answer. And the answer is like, God wants to grow me in learning how to answer this question. Yeah. And so if I have to come up with something analytical, like I have to trust him with that or that he'll interpret it so that they can understand from my fumbling through words that makes sense in my brain and just trusting God that he'll make it make sense in their brain. Yeah, I do think, you know, that's a great point, but I do think that part of the equation, too, is that is that God wants to grow that other person through you. You know, maybe they are too analytical. Maybe they need to learn how to have this um, more more emotive side or more relational side or, or more art, artistic side or whatever, and so that's why God brought them to you. And so um, I understand what it, like, I don't have all the answers. I think... I'll never have all the answers, but if I'm just pursuing God and I'm faithful and I'm, I'm you know, trying to learn more myself, then then God knows how to connect me with. It's he's he's got the plan that brought that person to you for a reason, partly to develop you, but also partly to take your strengths and to pour your strengths into the other person. So now that actually raises a a, a great question because. I think a lot of people who get started in mentoring go like, well, I don't know. I don't, I'm not a Bible expert. I don't know the answers to everything. And, and so what, you're, what you're, I hear you saying, Kimberly, is like, okay, well, I'm just sharing what I'm learning on my journey as I'm faith, trying to be faithful and following Jesus. I'm share, I hear you saying, I'm sharing, you know, I've, I just go in the Bible. We let Jesus talk. 
you know, and so I can do that. I can just encounter Jesus the, together with you because you open the pages of Scripture. And then we also, this is a, a reason why we created the Faith After Mormonism uh, website, because we said if a mentor has to be the content expert, that's going to just rule everybody out and by and large. And so we have videos on there where that try we try to address some of the typical issues that people have and we just let the person on the video be the content expert. And I have to just share the video with somebody and it's going to talk about a biblical topic and and then we just watch it together and talk about it using the discussion questions there. And so and so we think that there's some great resources out there that a person doesn't have to feel like I have to know everything before I can help anybody else in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with with mentoring and even just going back to your question of like, where do you find someone to mentor? Or how do you know when you're ready to mentor someone? I think something that is, is just really cool is how like Jesus's words are that he's going to make us like fishers of men. And so if I'm faithfully just picking up my fishing pole and going and and sitting on the side of a lake and throwing it in, like he's he's the one that brings like the fish. He's the one that rewards faithfulness. But if you never pick up your fishing pole and you never go out to fish, then you're never going to catch a fish. So I th- I just think that's a really neat image where Jesus is inviting you into an active role in this. It's not, mentoring is not for experts. It's not for just a few of us. It's actually for all of us. Like, are, are you picking up your fishing pole and going out there? And that's the call. Yeah, that's a great analogy. I love how, and you guys have really, you guys have, you mentioned earlier, Kimberly, like sometimes you get a phone, you know, we get a, a request, all right? It's an email or whatever. And so that's, okay. Well, not everybody is going to be getting getting a request, an email from somebody who you know came us through the institutional approach, and you. I think what you guys have done really well is you've invested in your neighborhood and in in the people who live around you, and and um, you've just been available to build relationships with people. You know, one of the one of the things about you know you said I want to go to, go to work somewhere because I want to meet people and not just I want to make a buck I want to meet people and I want to connect with people and for me um because I work at a church um I still have neighbors and you know but uh we were we're, we're at a larger church where a lot of LDS people who are on the journey they think um because they were raised going to church, they think when when I need God, what the way they think about it is I need church, and so sometimes it's through the church, and so sometimes that I can cast my um, my pole out and, and and into the church community where there's people that started coming who are on that transition. So church and neighborhood and friendships and and um, all these things are are something that pretty much anyone can do. So what are what are some ways that someone could actually get connected in a mentoring relationship? Like Ross just mentioned, probably the majority of people aren't going to formally reach out to um, you and uh, ask, hey, can you mentor me? But um, how might someone listening today actually begin a mentoring relationship 
with somebody in their life? Well, going back to the um, the story of our windstorm in our neighborhood that knocked down a bunch of trees, I think like a actually practical um, way that you can potentially like put yourself out there and get potentially involved in mentoring is like if you're out on a walk through your neighborhood, like just keep your eyes open and talk to your neighbors. If you're walking around at the mall and you're standing in line about to buy some piece of clothing and there's someone in line next to you, like put your phone down and engage in a conversation with the person next to you. And you never know who you're going to meet. You never know where they're going to be on their journey. And it's just, I think it really is a, like, keep your eyes open as you just go about your normal life. Mm-hmm. And you'll bump into people that may open up. And if they do, then take that opportunity and ask more questions and just see, like, where they're at. Everybody's on a journey. Yeah. Every single person. And whether it's a faith transition out of Mormonism or a faith transition out of atheism or if it's just some life circumstance that people are navigating that's hard. Like we we all can relate to that. We've all had a moment where it feels like you've had the rug ripped out from under you and you fell on your face and you broke your nose and you're bleeding. And like, that's all of us. We've all been there um, to some degree or another. And so whether it's walking with someone who, is in faith transition out of the LDS church or whether it's walking with someone whose mom is in the hospital and they are stretched thin and trying to work and trying to help like just being present um, with the people around you all the time. I think really that is, that is a key piece of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We've really identified that there, there are a couple different ways um, that you could actually enter into a mentoring type relationship with your example of just kind of being open and, uh, willing to interact in a conversation with someone. You, you may hear something that makes you think, oh gosh, I'd love to meet with this person and, and just share some things, share the word with them, introduce them to Jesus, hear more about their story. Um, and, and you could just ask, if you'd be, if they would be willing to get together for one time or two times and explore these topics or hear more or share something from the word. Um, and then after one or two times say, Hey, that was great. What about one or two more? What about one or two more? Um, or it could even be a little bit more formal and say, Hey, you know, I, I'd love to, um, really take you under my wing and, um, mentor or disciple or whatever language you feel like is appropriate uh, and, and have this relationship with you. Um, that, that, that's kind of like defining it and clarifying. This, this is what I'm offering to you. That, that could be helpful too. It kind of just depends on the relationship, what, where the relationship is and what weight it can carry together. Now, what, what has mentoring done in you? I, I know mentoring's really developed you and shaped you, shaped your character and your understanding. Uh, but what are what are some ways that God has uh, developed and shaped you through mentoring? <laughs> yeah, I think um, it has caused me to rely on the Lord more. It's definitely a 
a humbling experience where I don't ever feel like, wow, I have all the answers. Like (laughs) almost every time it's, wow, um, Lord help. So it's, it's definitely been a humbling experience and it's grown my faith actually, because the way that I've met people has not been anything I've done. Like it's, it's the Lord bringing people. And so if you are wanting to mentor someone, like genuinely just pray about it and ask God to bring you someone because he will in all sorts of interesting and odd different ways. Like he brings people into your life and across your path. Um, and that, that's what he's done for me. And then just, I'm just trying to be faithful with, with what he's given. Um, but knowing very well that I am not an expert and Mm -hmm. I'm just, what I can do is show up. Yeah. So it it doesn't take a, a perfect person or a highly trained or highly experienced person to mentor somebody else. As we mentioned, even it, it's really just someone who is one step ahead who can reach back and help someone on this journey. We described it as as a walk. We're walking with somebody towards a desired goal or outcome. Um, and so I, I love to see how God has shaped you and taken you um, on a journey as well. Even as you're mentoring, he's given you greater empathy. He's given you greater patience. Uh, he's given you a greater right heart for those who who are in this transition it's been really encouraging to watch you uh, learn how to set appropriate boundaries that both make space for you to flourish, but as well as really helping the other people that you're mentoring grow. So that, that's that's been powerful to watch. How can, how can listeners uh, actually get some training? How could they become a mentor if they're listening and thinking um, that that's something God is calling them to? How, how could people grow as a mentor. That's a great. That's a great question. Um, we we do have training resources and materials available uh, at faithaftermormonism.org. So through our umbrella ministry, Utah Advance, Faith After Mormonism is the underlying thing that we want to help people on this transition, this journey. And so, if if a person, we do offer mentoring classes once a couple times a year or on a regular basis and and so you could reach out to us and let us know that you'd like to be involved in one if uh, your church is interested in this we have trained people from a variety of churches in utah um, to be able to have their own internal mentoring ministry or to hand off some of those uh, relational opportunities and so uh, you know the, the mentor library at faithaftermormonism.org is really available. Anybody can look at it right now. We might change that in the near future, so um, it, it would be hidden from all the people who use the website because we don't want anybody to feel like that they're a project. And But you could reach out to us at utahadvance at gmail.com. We'll make sure that that's on there. But you could re- inquire from us what classes are coming or if you could be trained by one of our people or what some of the resources that we have available for you really are if you're thinking about it individually or if you're thinking about it in the context of, of a church group. Well, thanks so much for joining today, Kimberly. I, I really appreciate... Uh, your experience and and what you've been able to share with us and our audience today. I really hope it's a blessing um, and insightful to those listening. Again, this is the Culture Wise Podcast, where God's good news meets the Latter-day Saints with wisdom 
and grace. <laughs>